At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. In this hour, uh, 15 minutes from now, we'll touch on what happened last night. Big trade in Major League Baseball that we'll tell you about and we'll give you the reaction at uh, sports books and how they move the numbers because of it. At the bottom of the hour, Phil Steele is going to join us and we'll talk college football for basically half an hour straight with Phil at that time. To begin this hour, we are going to preview the Pittsburgh Steelers and Alan uh, Saunders covers the Steelers for Pittsburgh Steelers now in the great city of Pittsburgh. He's kind enough to join us here early on a Thursday morning. Alan, it's good to talk to you. How, how, how you been? I'm doing good. Thank you. We're not in the great city of Pittsburgh. We're out here at Steelers Camp near Latrobe, Pennsylvania. On the countryside, uh, a little bit wet this morning, but we're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah, All right. Yeah, no doubt you're taking time out of uh, training camp here to join us, so we appreciate that. Uh, I'll begin with this. When you look at Kenny Pickett's numbers overall, he was a rookie, so you can't expect a ton out of a guy in his spot, but he was 23rd in EPA per dropback, 25th in passing EPA per play. Final numbers on the year, seven touchdowns and nine INTs. I like the guy. I think he makes a nice jump this year. How big of a leap do you think Pickett makes in year number two? I think it's pretty reasonable when you look at the improvement from the first half of the season to the second half of the season that it's going to be a good bit better than those full season numbers from 2022. A, a lot of the inter- he had one interception after the bye or at, you know, after the midpoint of his season, so like the final four or five weeks. And I think that was one of those things where he came in, he threw a couple interceptions early. Then I think they dialed back maybe the aggressiveness of the offense a little bit and said, okay, mm. what can we make sure we don't make mistakes on? And then I think they kind of got back to that point in situations. They still weren't aggressive overall, but if you look at the fourth quarter of that game against the Raiders, where he throws the game-winning touchdown to George Pickens, 
uh, the game against the uh, the Ravens where he throws another game-winning touchdown to, and, and an, an incredible uh, two-minute drive there. So I think we saw enough in those in that second half of the season in those situations to say, well, he's capable of it, right? It just now needs to be consistent enough where they feel comfortable expanding the playbook and being aggressive while all, you know, the, and then he's not going to make those mistakes like he did in those first few games. So I think we can see a pretty big jump if he's able to put that together. And I also think what they've done this offseason around him is this is going to be a much better team running the ball. It's very clear that was a focus for them this offseason. They draft Roderick Jones in the first round, got guard Isaac Samalu from the Eagles in free agency, drafted Darnell Washington in the third round. It's this gigantic blocking tight end. If they can run the ball more effectively and get themselves into some better down and distance situations, you know, some second and shorts, some third and shorts, I think that allows them to feel more, even more comfortable throwing the ball down the field. And, you know, that's where that EPA per play comes in, right? It's not just pick it. It was an offense that was really risk averse last year. They've got to find a way to, to be more explosive. Mike Tomlin said that yesterday. And I think that's, that's a big part of this whole process. Do you think this is a playoff team? And we know how Tomlin has a winning record every year. Someone's got to finish in last place, though, when you when you look at this division. But everything you talked about, I mean, imagine if the offense improves and, the, and this happens because the defense was so good last year and how they played down the stretch and didn't give up. They held all, the, all, the, all these opponents to under 20 points or fewer in most of these games. Yeah, and they played half the season without T.J. Watt. So, I yeah. mean, it's kind of scary to think that the defense could even be better. I do think they're probably a playoff team, but – Really, it's about the division. I mean, there was a, I can't remember who it was. Somebody put out a, a preseason projection last week. I think it was USA Today that had the Steelers winning 10 games or 11 games even and missing the playoffs. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, okay, I, I can kind of see it because if you're 11 games and you tie for second place in your division, you somehow lose that tiebreaker. That's going to be a tough road. And so uh, they do, I think, have a pretty favorable schedule this year. I don't think it's a very, especially compared to what they went through last year. I, I do think they're a playoff team. Um, you know, more likely than not, but it, it's definitely going to be a hard road. The one thing that really gives me faith is that they've played really well against the Baltimore Ravens, even when the Ravens have Lamar Jackson, who just has one win mm-hmm. against the Steelers as a starting quarterback. If they're going to be in about the same stratosphere as the Ravens in that division, being able to win that divisional tiebreak could be huge. So I think to me that kind of tips the scales in their favor, but it's going to be a very competitive division. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Alan Saunders, he covers the Steelers for Pittsburgh Steelers now. Are they expecting Joey Porter to make a significant impact as a rookie? I noticed that uh, the unit rankings at Pro Football Focus, they have the Steelers much lower than I anticipated when I looked it up yesterday. They have him 18th overall as a unit in the NFL. Uh, I think he's a guy that they can use a lot, and how much they use will sort of be up to him, how fast he picks things up. I didn't get the sense that they thought that he was this kind of uh, plug-and-play guy coming out of Penn State. I, I don't think the Penn State defense is super complicated compared to what he's going to be asked to do in the NFL. So I do think there's going to be a learning curve there. They have Levi Wallace coming back, who's a very steady kind of number two type cornerback. They got Patrick Peterson. I don't think they need a lot from Joey Porter Jr. if he's not ready to give it. Uh, but if they are, they've talked about being able to move Peterson around the formation a little bit more than he's ever done in the past. But if you think about who he replaced with the Steelers, that was Cam Sutton, who went to the Detroit Lions in free agency. And Sutton moved all over the field. He played outside corner, inside corner, played some free safety, did some things where he'd line up in one position and 
sort of switch spots with Minka Fitzpatrick as the play was going on. And I think that's the role they hope to be able to use Patrick Peterson in. But that depends on how quickly Joey Porter Jr. comes around. And if he's able to absorb that outside corner role, that frees up Peterson to do some other things. So I don't think they absolutely need him, but I think they want him and, and they have hope that he will be able to be a guy that plays a lot as a rookie. Alan, I think one of the craziest stats from any individual player from 2022 applies to Deontay Johnson, the fine wide receiver for the Steelers. If you go back the previous years, he had eight and seven touchdowns. Well, last year he had 86 catches and zero touchdowns. That is going to be virtually impossible to repeat in 2023. So like, what's a realistic number you think for him uh, this season overall with his numbers? Talking about just touchdowns? I mean, I think he should probably be in... In that same range that he was in in 2021, like I I expect him to still be a focal point of the offense. He was last year, like right. you're saying. Like it's not like they were just ignoring this guy, and he's open all the time. If you look at some of the advanced metrics in terms of separation from coverage, he's one of the best in the league. He has had um, what some people would characterize as some drops issues. He actually did drop a touchdown last year. Um, if you look at the percentage of his targets, it's not that bad. He just does have an occasional tendency to lose some focus and drop an easy one. And I think that sticks in people's minds. Uh, he's a really, really good wide receiver. And the Steelers are going to use him a lot. I think that he's a guy that, that maybe doesn't quite fit just the way their offense was working last year in the red zone, right? I mean, they they don't really have – they have other guys. If, if you get into the red zone, you have a giant running back like Najee Harris. You have a really talented tight end like Pat Farrarmuth a huge freak of a guy like George Pickens. And if you're this incremental offense where you're always moving five yards at a time, but by the time you get into the red zone, there are kind of better options. What Deontay Johnson really needs is this offense to be more explosive and start scoring some touchdowns from outside the 10 yard Mm -hmm. box and start scoring from out into, you know, some longer touchdowns. I think, if you're looking at where those are going to come from from this offense, I think Deontay Johnson is probably the answer. Yeah. What do you think the most realistic landing point is here for the team in general? I know you talked about their playoff chances. The win total is eight and a half. It is just uh, minus 140 to the over. So you got to lay 140 to win 100 there. Uh, and as everybody knows, this has been talked about ad nauseum over the years. Tomlin's never had a losing season as his head coach, as the head coach in Pittsburgh. I mean, anything can happen, but I would be really shocked if we're talking about a losing Steelers season. Um, even, you know, sort of the big scary things for a gambler, right? Oh, what if the quarterback gets hurt? Well, you know, I think Mitch Trubisky is a very capable backup. In fact, I'm not sure he was any worse than Kenny Pickett was at the beginning of the season last year. They probably get close to that total even with him. Uh, they played without TJ Watt last year. We just saw what that happened. I'm not sure where, you know, if I'm thinking this is on paper a 10-win team, I'm not sure Like, there's enough bad things that can happen to them to get them under that line. I understand why it's one of the most bet over totals in the league. I, I really do think they will be over it. And they've been a team, I don't know that, that anything goes into this, but the last couple of years, they've pretty consistently uh, gone over their total. And so yep. I, I understand why it's a popular bet. You can read Alan's work at SteelersNow.com and follow him on Twitter. He is at A Saunders underscore PGH. Great breakdown today, Alan. Uh, enjoy camp. We appreciate the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well yep. done, sir. Yep. I really look at look at the middle part of that schedule mm-hmm. where you see though that six game stretch. That could be a four and two, or if you want to get nuts, a five and one. I mean, that's definitely in play there. Well, they get them, the so uh, you, there's there's uh, a stretch where they play. Yeah, to piggyback that thought, Paul. Mm-hmm. 
They have a, a stretch of three straight home games in weeks eight through ten, and that's Jacksonville, Tennessee, and the Packers. That is doable. Yes, it is. At Rams, Jags, Titans, Packers at home, at Browns, at Bengals. That's going to be difficult, but you can you can definitely go to Cleveland and win that game. And uh, we know what happened week one last year. I know Burrow had a ton of turnovers, but they won that game in Cincinnati as well. So, I mean, the defense down the stretch, ridiculous what they gave. They didn't give mm-hmm. up anything. And this is a team that almost made the playoffs. So, again, someone's got to finish in last place here. And it's such such a competitive division and such a great conference that uh, this is going to be fantastic to watch. And, and what a way to start. 49ers at home and Browns on Monday night. If you told me that the Steelers are going to go 3-3 three and three in the division in the regular season, uh, the biggest bet I would make this year would be Right, the the win total over eight and a half. Yeah, because if they go three and three in that division, they're going to win at least nine games. And yeah, I'll be honest. I mean, that is the expectation at DraftKings. I'm, they have that market up. Division wins for every single team in the league, and they have the Steelers priced at two and a half over as minus one eighty five. I couldn't lay that though, because the division is so difficult. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I mean, I would only look at betting unders for almost every single team in that division. In fact, uh, we'll we'll touch on today's very mini. Uh, Major League Baseball card up next, but recap for those of you who missed it, a big trade last night that took place and uh, how the numbers changed as of a result. That's coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. is Follow the Money on VSEN. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? Drive too fast, you can hear the sound of your vehicle crashing because one way or another, speeding catches up with you. Paid for by NHTSA. We just had a, a big upset at the Women's World Cup. Nigeria was down 1-0. They stormed back to score 3 Straight and then uh, held off Australia 3 2. They were plus 640. So they win. And now three of the last four matches have had uh, the yes, both teams to score now has cashed. And we saw what happened last night USA and Netherlands with the 1 1 draw. 
uh, Portugal shut out Vietnam 2-0, and then this uh, 3-2 upset with Nigeria. So yeah, the, uh, we got issues. We are not playing well. Oh, no. I mean, that uh, they, had chan- they had plenty of chances last uh-huh. night. Yeah. They were in the box quite often, in fact. And uh, the Netherlands got that one goal early. It was a nice goal. Right. But it's not like they had many, many chances. By the way, there was a big middle opportunity in that game last night where you could have played after that goal under two and a half plus some serious money and then came back and bet over one and a half and uh, grab both bets on that. Yeah. I know that's what well, uh, Mike Palm loves to do. But by the way, in this game, let me mm-hmm. uh, the expected goals, Australia 2.5 to 1.72 for Nigeria, 29 shots for Australia. Oh, my God. Now, I, don't, I don't think there's shots on goal, but 29 shots wow. overall. So it's funny the way it works, Portugal's man. no gimme Tuesday, uh, and that we play at midnight on Tuesday. Um, but will you be awake we'll see here. watching betting it live? Yeah, absolutely. We'll be up for that one. They do it too. Yeah. No. 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 You got two at the same time now, too. That that's the best part about this starting Sunday. We'll have two matches at the same time. I, I like to occasionally make a bet, fall asleep, and wake up to see if I have a winner. Well, that might be. Uh, and as I've said before, the track record on doing that not exactly uh, hitting that fifty-three percent. Okay. Uh, big trade last night in Major League Baseball. As uh, the Angels, well, first of all, uh, to go over the full timeline, Tom Verducci was the one to break the news for Sports Illustrated when he said and he reported that the Angels have decided to cut it off. Any talks about Shohei Otani getting moved before the deadline? Nope. They were going to make a run for it instead. And then after that report, that's exactly what they decided to do as they traded uh, a couple of prospects, in fact, two of their better prospects, to the Chicago White Sox in exchange for right-handed pitcher Lucas Giolito. And, uh, well, I was going to call him bullpen ace Ronaldo Lopez. That's unfair because his numbers would not suggest that. He has the stuff to be that good. He has shown it a few times this year. Just has not, the results have not been there. So they gave up, like I said, a couple of uh, prospects, including a catcher and left-handed pitcher Kai Bush, who was a second-round pick in 2021. Last year was really good, a 3.67 ERA in 21 games, and he was thought of as the best pitcher in the Angels' farm system. This year, six appearances at AA. His ERA is 5.88. And uh, because of that move at DraftKings, the Angels also, their World Series future number moved from 150-1 to to 120-1 to at DK. And uh, because of the uh, Verducci report, of Otani staying put, Otani to win the MVP went from around minus eight dollars to minus sixteen dollars this morning now, and that's the right. Like, if he's not going to move, then he had to double up. Well, who knows what happens with these prospects? Uh, you certainly it was a disaster last year for the Minnesota Twins, but they gave up, according to reports, and the guys in the note, two of their top three prospects, and then they get Giolito and Lopez. I, I, I wanted to see if I'm doing that, but yeah, st- uh, shocking that. Otani stays, and now they're they're adding pieces, and maybe they're not done. Schedule's brutal coming up. Now you got the doubleheader today. Then you go to Toronto for three, Atlanta for three. You return home at Seattle, San Francisco. Then you go to Houston, Texas. Then there's Cincinnati, Mets, Phillies. <laughs> That's what's coming up right in a row. So it'd be typical Angels, right? If they now they just lose eight of ten after doing this, of and, and they just can't even have a winning record and uh, make the playoffs. This this streak that they have as well. So. Does he stay put? Who knows? But maybe they they look. He looks at this and says, "Oh, they're going for it, and they want to do something here with me." And maybe he signs a long term deal. That remains to be seen. But still, you're seeing nine, ten percent chance to make the playoffs, and rightfully so, because uh, are they better than the Yankees? Maybe, 
but you see what the red, how the, well the Red Sox are playing and who's coming back. And then even if that happens, you're still going to have to catch a Toronto, a Houston, uh, a, someone like that, and I, a Tampa. And I just don't think that's realistic with uh, what they I mean, have. Yeah, the, the list of teams in front of them, it's going to be so difficult to overcome. Uh, I mean, Tampa Bay, they have a four-game lead right now for the number one wildcard spot. Behind them is Houston. Houston's not going to go. I know Valdez was extremely shaky last night. He got really roughed up by that Rangers squad, and the Rangers are really good, obviously. But the Astros are going to make more moves, and they just got Alvarez and Altuve back last night, so they're going to be in the mix. I think the Blue Jays, uh, that's, that's the team I, I have no future numbers on, future bets on, and they scare me to death. Toronto's number not, one that I've not bet a bet on, I've made a bet on, and I think they can win the whole thing. I think, I think we'll see plenty of activity, though, now. Because... The Otani thing was holding everything. You know up. what? I think and there now, was I th- Jared Carabas, who came on with us yesterday, made a great point. But everybody is in the mix. So can every team, and by you know what I'm saying, by every team, there are so many teams in baseball in the mix are very close to getting to the playoffs. How many of those can actually make a move? If they're all going to be fighting for the same fish? Yeah, yeah. Well, you just see what the going rate is, though. Too. I mean, this is this is asinine. I mean, the Giolito goes for that price. I mean, uh, maybe it's too rich. People say it's too rich, and I can't do it. I don't know. But, you know, first things first, they're going to have to uh, take care of business against Detroit. Otani's $1.45 in Game 1. Sandoval's $1.20 in Game 2. And then I want to see what the White Sox look like. Cease is going against Cleveland. But this is, you know, waving the flag and all. We'll see it. We'll see how they could. Plus, after just getting hammered on Monday, and then you blow that game or I guess it was Tuesday, and then you, you blow that game yesterday against the Cubs as well. Because now you're treating G- Giolito. The reports suggest Lance is going to Tampa, but they're going to keep C, so think about next year. But it's just more guys are going to be dealt by uh, the White Sox. I mean, this, beyond like blowing it this weekend, how about today alone for the Angels? Right? I mean, it, this would be the, the most typical Angel thing of all time would be if they would lose a doubleheader today to the Tigers. Yes. Right. And, yeah, and get swept in Toronto. Sure. Here, here's what I could see happening today, actually. I could see Otani being brilliant. Let's say six innings, like two hits, 11 strikeouts, and he has, uh, you know, reached the pitch count. They take him out, bullpen blows it. I mean, I, I could easily see that happening. Uh-huh. And then, you know, Standoval doesn't have good stuff today, and they get beat in game two of a doubleheader, and all of a sudden it's like the talking point in 12 hours is going to be, well, that was dumb. And now they're, you know, drifting away. As the hours uh, tick away yeah. before the deadline here. i got to hand it to the Cubs. They're now a game under 500. they They've won 7 of 10. They're four behind the Phillies. As we talked about at the top of the show, Angels, 9-10% chance to make the playoffs. They're going for it. Cubs, 37-38%. Getting rid of Bellinger and maybe Stroman. Uh, but they win again. And, and it's Steele, who's had an awesome year, going against Michaelis today. Cubs and Cards uh, open up a four-game set. So this guy's had a hell of a year. Great job by Steele, what he's done. Although that, that, that doesn't bode well for Strowman. And his ad, that's back-to-back horrible starts. It is. As he's auditioning uh, on the move. I had a bet so. on the Cubs yesterday, and uh, that's exactly what I anticipated. For them to stake the White Sox to a 7-2 lead and then to come and back. And will figure yeah, it out. Sure. Right. Let me give you this. Uh, the White Sox are actually, they are in action today. They put, take on the Guardians. How about this note from our buddy uh, Kevin Rogers, who's been on the show a handful of times this year, his great numbers on baseball. The White Sox are one and eleven in their last twelve series openers, and from a first five perspective, they are one thirteen and four in their last eighteen series openers. 
They've been outscored by four, five, four, 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 two, and four runs in their last seven game ones in the first five. That is bonkers mm-hmm. for the first game of a series. And uh, there's one more, too. The Mets, who don't play today, but they are... Uh, oh, they do, actually, don't they? Hold on. Do I no, have that Mets wrong? Mets are off. No, you have to play the yeah, Mets. You're Sen- right. Senga's, Senga's going today. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the Mets are 115-5 in their last 21 games in the first five when they're, uh, when they're facing a left-handed pitcher. So that's not the case today, but jot that one down. Um, and again, trends are fun to talk about. They don't mean that you have to go and bet it automatically the next time, but that is quite the run both those teams are on. The card tomorrow is awesome. The schedule and every game's up at DraftKings already. What do you make the price? Musgrove and the Padres at home against Dane Dunning. What's the price? I'll go Musgrove $1.20. It's one ninety. Can you believe that? Wait, what? I can't believe that. There's no He's way. A dollar. Yeah, Dunning's plus 160. That can't be accurate. Yeah, I'm looking right at it. How can that be? That No, that that's that's <laughs> almost as bad to me as when McClanahan was facing Darvish, and he was the underdog. Uh-huh. When the Ray, this is before the race tailspin. Wow. He can't, 190. Texas can mash. Dunning's had a great year. That is surprising. I'm just going gut reaction there, but sometimes the gut reaction can be yeah. the best thing. McClanahan's favored in Houston against Javier. Oh, that. How bad Tampa's been playing. McClanahan roughed up in his last start, and the Yankees go to Baltimore. Cole against uh, Rodriguez tomorrow. Wait, the Rays are in Houston? The Rays are in Houston, and they're favored. I'm not so sure about that one either. Yeah. McCl- McClanahan's awesome, but... I, there's, I can't imagine that Musgrove's going to open up in other spots minus 190. Here we go. Phil Steele on the show up next. We'll get his most improved teams, biggest surprises, biggest disappointments. 30 straight minutes of college football talk next here on VSIN. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Download the DraftKings app today. New customers can bet $5, get $150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Here we go. College football, the next half hour. Pleasure to be joined by Phil Steele with the best college football magazine out there, the most accurate magazine the last 28 years, over 350 pages Get the magazine. Follow him on Twitter at philsteele 42 S-T-E-E-L-E. Appreciate the time, sir. It's been too long. When do you start thinking about next season and, and all this, <laughs> and all the work that you put into the magazine, and when does the work start? Yeah, it, it really gets full go uh, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. That's when some team seasons are complete. Uh, we spent seven months producing this magazine, and we do it in a three-write-through process. The first write-through is the postseason write-through. Naturally, i got 12 TVs in front of me, so I've just watched every single game all year long. I've lived with every team, but then I read through every article that was written about the team, get through all the ebbs and flows of each position. We do the first write-through. Second write-through is uh, pre-spring, where we get the rosters, uh, get all the transfer portal moves, and then the third one is after talking to the head coaches, and this year I talked to 123 of the 133 head coaches spend about an average of about an hour with each one of them going over every player on the team. And uh, then we finally put the magazine to bed June 7th, three weeks after that mag- or after the uh, transfer portal closed. So we're able to capture the majority of the uh, transfer portal moves that happened in uh, June. 
Very good. Excellent. So there's there's two things here uh, in the SEC West. If you're buying the LSU hype, because uh, you could still be buying the hype and think they're a good team, but you also have Alabama winning the West, if you can tell us why, please. Uh, mostly because of Nick Saban and the fact they get LSU at home. Uh, you know, the thing with Nick Saban, he's only won one national title when preseason number one. He's been preseason number one the last two years. But the last time he wasn't preseason number one, they won the national title. 2020 went 13-0. And I know there's a quarterback question, but I like Tyler Buckner. I like Jalen Milrow. I like Ty Simpson. Whoever wins the job has got a really good supporting cast around them. Saban's got the great recruiting talent, and they've struggled on the road, but they get both Texas and LSU at home, which I think is huge. I think their toughest game this year might be at College Station when they play Texas A&M. Okay. Mm. Um, So on that note, then, what do you make of the Yankees this year? Uh, If there's going to be a dark horse to come out of that division, would you you put that label on Texas A&M? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I, I put, I lump. Texas A&M, Alabama, and LSU all together. I put them in that same class. And and let me give you the reasons why. First of all, Texas A&M is my number one most improved team in the country this year. Uh, Last year, they were number 124 on my experience chart, one of the least experienced teams in the country. And when I went over the team with Coach Jimbo Fisher last year, we'd get the end of uh, the thing, and I asked him for a recap of the position. And a lot of his positions, he'd recap like like he did here for the offensive line. He said, Phil, we're going to have one of the best offensive offensive lines in the country next year. A lot of his recaps said next year. Well, here it is. It's 2023. They're all the way up to number 14 on my experience chart. They've got 10 starters back on offense, 10 starters back on defense. Remember last year, they lost Anaya Smith, their top wide receiver, week four. They used three different starting quarterbacks due to injuries. They had injuries on the offensive line. One week, one game, they started three freshmen, uh, and then the defense as well. This year, a much more experienced team, and even last year, in that five and seven season. You ask, can they play with the big boys? They beat LSU 38-23, to and they're at Alabama's two-yard line on the final play of the game, down by four, with a chance to win. They throw in the end zone incomplete. So even last year, in a five and seven season, they beat LSU and almost beat Alabama. They're a team that recruiting-wise has been equal to them the last five years, and I've got a my number one most improved team in the country. It wouldn't surprise me if they win the West this year. Does Georgia go undefeated? It sure looks like it. Uh, the big question mark would be at Tennessee. I think their defense is more experienced than it was heading into last year. And while they have a question mark at quarterback, they've got Carson Beck there. And Carson Beck's been in the system for four years. He's six four, two fifteen. He was my number six rated quarterback coming out of high school. And uh, he's a guy that uh, has got a great supporting cast. My number one rated offensive line. Uh, they've got the number four set of receivers, number six set of running backs. So they have a lot of talent uh, throughout, and they're going to be a double-digit favorite in their first 10 games. By the time that Tennessee game rolls around, uh, they're, they're going to be uh, – Carson Beck will have 10 starts under his belt. Uh, he will be a veteran starter at that time. Follow the money. Paul and Mitch Vies in the Sports Betting Network. Phil Steele, our guest at the College Football Magazine, over 350 pages. Follow him on Twitter at PhilSteele042. Uh, so A&M, most improved. How about biggest surprise – one or two surprise teams? You know, I would list A&M as one of my top surprise teams this year, but my top surprise team is actually Wisconsin. And uh, when I looked at Wisconsin this year, 
it was a little surprising to me that uh, there, there was going to switch to more passing, and it concerned me. And doing the first write-through of the magazine, uh, I was concerned about Wisconsin because uh, it, you know, their strength is in November when they run the football with that run-heavy offense, that big offensive line, Braylon Allen, Ches Malusi. But after talking to Coach Fickle, uh, you know at Cincinnati he had 1,000-yard rushers, and they're not going to abandon the run game. In fact, he feels that teams in the past have been able to stack eight, nine guys in the box because they know they're going to run. Well, they brought in Tanner Mordecai from SMU. They're going to throw the football more, but he feels it's going to actually open up the run game and they're going to be more effective running the football with Braylon Allen and Malusi. In fact, they haven't topped five yards per carry the last three years. I feel they will this year because they'll be running in more wide open spaces. Defensively last year, they only had three returning starters. This year, they've got eight starters back on defense. Overall, the team is more experienced going from number 107 in my experience chart all the way up to number 20. And I've got an interesting blog if you go to philsteel.com. One of them talks about the overall experience the, from the experience chart. Uh, teams in the top 20 do extremely well. And then teams that make the big jump, like A&M and Wisconsin, also do extremely well the next year. Check out those blogs to learn more on that. But when you factor in the schedule with Wisconsin, that's what really does it for me. They play at Washington State, at Purdue, at Illinois, Indiana, and Minnesota. I consider all five of those games winnable. The toughest two games on their schedule are Iowa at home and Ohio State at home. And Ohio State they play the week after Ohio State plays Penn State. So add it all up, I could see this team winning 11, perhaps 12 games. My number one surprise team is always a non-top 10 team that I think has a shot at making the playoff. And I think Wisconsin could be this year's TCU. Really like the over-under of uh, eight and a half on that one going over. I was going to say, I was going to follow all that up with Phil and great breakdown. So the recommendation here would be to go eight, over eight and a half. It's juice. I played over minus 130. I think that's still out there. Uh, maybe take a peek at Wisconsin to win the West in the Big Ten. Uh, that was still plus money at last check. And would you would you take a flyer on them to win the Big Ten outright or, or not go that far? Yes, I would absolutely do it. What, what's the number you got on them for winning the Big Ten right now? Uh, the Big Ten West, I got one, plus 125. What about the Big Ten overall? I will double check that here. Okay. And uh, I would definitely pick them with the, the great shot of winning the Big Ten mm. overall this year. Wow. While he's looking for that, uh, how about best team from a non-power conference? You know, it's I don't really see one that stands out uh, this year. Uh, you know, I could I could give you a couple of teams that I think are going to be up there. UTSA, I think, is going to be surprising in the fact that they moved to the American Conference. I love what Jeff Trailer's doing. He's got Frank Harris back for like his seventh or eighth season. Uh, Frank Harris uh, uh, last year was a vastly improved quarterback, and uh, they've got a veteran team both sides of the ball. And Jeff Trailer's a heck of a coach. Tulane, of course. Uh, has got to be up there. Uh, I guess uh, if you're looking for a, a sneakier one to get there, uh, I would go with Toledo. And when you look at Toledo, they're a team that's a, a veteran unit. And last year, if you look at their losses, uh, two of them came late. They already had clinched the Mac West, and they sort of rested their quarterback the last two games because he was banged up. So they lost to Bowling Green in Western Michigan. That was two of their five losses last year. This might be Jason Candle's best team. They got eight starters back on offense, eight starters back on defense. And uh, I really like Daquan Finn. I'm surprised he didn't get poached by a Power 5 team uh, because he is a dynamic quarterback, both running and passing. And this is a, uh, I believe they have like the top unit in the MAC in almost every category. So watch for Toledo. They play Illinois in the opener, but I haven't favored in every other game. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at Wisconsin plus 750 
or the eight to one range to win the Big Ten outright? Yeah, that's worth a, a little look there. I, I would do it. I mean, let's face it, the Big Ten East has got some great teams with oh, yes. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. But, uh, you know, it's one game, and that's that's what it takes. So if they get to the Big Ten title game, all they have to do is pull off that one upset. Very good. Uh, sit tight, Phil. Appreciate it. Another segment with Phil Steele. Again, the most accurate magazine over the last 28 years, over uh, 350 pages. PhilSteele.com, S-T-E-L-E. To recap, Bama to win the West, but still very high on LSU and A&M. High on Wisconsin, UTSA, as he mentioned as well. Up next, we'll get into a couple win totals he likes. Week zero games, Pac-12, and uh, also go Big 12. And his thoughts on Texas and Oklahoma. I got to like that with Wisconsin, especially uh, everything, every which way but loose uh, with the Badgers. More thoughts, all that coming up and more on the magazine with Phil Steele coming up next on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from every host and guest. A limited access to the VSEN.com slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, 24-7 video access. Become a subscriber today. Sign up now, $19, vsin.com slash subscribe. Phil Steele, kind enough to stick around for another segment. Get his college football preview magazine. Unbelievable, over 350 pages. The most accurate magazine the last 28 years. PhilSteele.com, S-T-E-E-L-E. Okay, my friend, how about the Big 12? And who's, it's going to be Texas or Oklahoma. Who's your pick to win the Big 12? 
You know, I went with Texas as much as I wanted to pick against them because they've got a tough schedule. Uh, when you look at the top six teams in the Big 12, they're the only one that has to play each of the other five. Everybody's gunning for Texas. Uh, but if you look in page uh, 138 of the magazine, my Big 12 unit ratings, I actually rate them number one or tied for number one in every single position in the Big 12. So they are the most talented. Uh, and, and I did pick them to win it. However, watch Oklahoma this year. You know, Oklahoma is a team that last year, Brett Venables brought in a complicated defense and threw the whole thing at them. Now they're in the second year of the defense. They brought in a lot of transfers. They've got Dylan Gabriel back. And in Vegas right now, they're favored in 11 of their 12 games. So that, that makes them a pretty attractive shot to get there. But if I was wagering, I wouldn't even wager on the Big 12 because, I mean, we've seen Baylor and TCU and Kansas State all up there come from the middle of the pack. And I could make a case for Kansas State, TCU, sure. Baylor, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and even UCF winning the conference. In fact, if you want a dark horse, go with Oklahoma State. Uh, it started, it opened up, I believe it was wow. 50 to 1, then it dropped to 40 to 1. What's it at? Look it up right now while I'm talking about them. But Oklahoma State uh, did lose players from last year, but they bring in Alan Bowman from Texas Tech. They've got the running backs, and they've got the best schedule. They actually play six teams that were not Power Five teams last year. They. Baylor, uh, Texas, all in the schedule. And really, I've only got an underdog in three games. In each of those games, they're only a three-point dog. That's at Iowa State, Oklahoma at home, and at UCF. Mike Gundy knows how to win, and last year they were nine, number nine in the country at one point. So I think if you're looking for a long shot in the Big 12, I like Oklahoma State. And it is 40-1 to 1 mm -hmm. right now, uh, as you mentioned. How about uh, USC and the Pac-12? What are your thoughts there, please? Uh, I think USC is the best team uh, in the Pac-12. And once again, the Pac-12 may be a conference that beats itself up. Look at the, the top teams. You've got Caleb Williams from USC, Cam Rising from Utah, Bo Nix from Oregon, Michael Penix from Washington. Uh, you've got really good talent at the top, and they all play each other in a four- or five-week span. Uh, when I look at USC, though, of the big teams in the Pac-12, and, and I, I did a blog on philsteel.com, which talks about the big six, little six in the Pac-12 last year. The big six, I'm talking about those four teams I just mentioned, plus Oregon State and UCLA, were 30-2 and two against the little six. So you wonder how many of the big six play, teams play each other. USC is the only one, along with Oregon State, that only plays one road game against the big six. So I think they've got the best shot at winning the Pac-12 this year. And, and they, they are worthy of a, a shot at the title game. The two games I have a dog this year are at Notre Dame and at Oregon, but each one a slight underdog. Any thoughts on the win total at 10? Um. Well, that it's right about where I would put okay. it. Uh, I, I would have him a favorite in 10 games this year, so I'd, I'd stay away from that one. I know win totals have been up on the board now, Phil, for a long, long time, but do you see a number still available that's uh, worthy of a bet? Yeah, I got. I, I can throw three of them at you if we got time. Sure. sure. Uh, let's start with the Pitt Panthers. Uh, I believe it's seven. Is that what you're looking at right now? Uh, uh, but I'll, I'll talk about yep. Pitt. I'll talk about Pitt while you're looking that up. Uh, I think they get an upgraded quarterback this year, bringing in Phil Jerkovic from Boston College. He's reunited with his offensive coordinator, Frank Signetti, who is with Boston College. Two years ago, we had a really good year. The offensive line went through some injuries last year, but they are one of the better offensive lines in the ACC. They do lose Abenconda from running back, but Coach Narduzzi told me he feels they have both Hammond and Flemeister have the potential to be 1,000-yard running backs. And while they lose some players on the defensive line, they always do, and yet the last 
last four years, they've had 51, 46, 54, and 48 sacks. When I look at their schedule this year, uh, it sets up pretty well. In fact, uh, they avoid both Clemson and Miami in ACC play. They get North Carolina at home. They get Florida State at home in November when it's cold. Over under seven, I see this team as a potential double-digit win season. All right, you are correct. That's what it's at. How about how about one more, please? Win total. Uh, let's go with Clemson. Okay. And uh, that that one, uh, what do you have? Nine and a half, I believe it is. I saw I'll, I'll I saw talk. ten even money yesterday. Ten over even money yesterday. Okay, I still would take ten for sure with Clemson. And let me explain. When I talked to Coach Sweeney, remember that 2018 defensive line guys? How oh, great yes. that was with all yep. those draft picks. Coach Sweeney told me that this group doesn't have the star power of 2018, but it's deeper in talent and experience than that group was. So I made on my number one defensive line in the country. They got Carter and Trotter back at linebacker. Klubnik, I think, is going to do well. He's got Garrett Riley coming in from TCU, the offensive coordinator. That's a nice mix there. They've got the veteran offensive line, Shipley Amon in the backfield, and they've only lost one home game the last six years. Their toughest two opponents are both at home, Florida State and Notre Dame. I actually have Clemson favored in all 12 games this year. It would surprise me if they lost one, and uh, so I've, I've got them number two in the country, and I think they're underrated at this point. Beautiful, beautiful. How about this? Let me throw two games at you. Uh, week zero, Saturday, August 26th, Vandy is laying 18 against Hawaii, total of 54 Remember last year they went to the island and ran all over them. Yeah, they did. You know, I actually only put the number at about uh, 17 on this one or 14 to 17 range uh, because Hawaii will be a much improved team. If you follow them last year, uh, Timmy Chang took over, and it was probably week five. That would be four weeks after the Vanderbilt game where he started moving back to the run and shoot, and their offense became a lot better down the stretch. They got Shager back at QB. They got Yellen back at QB, and now they're fully implemented into the run and shoot. Uh, So I think Hawaii is going to be an, an approved team this year sort of underrated they've got a schedule where they're not going to be favored in a lot of games uh but they could be a little underrated if you watch that game i think it was the first quarter and a half hawaii actually had the first down edge yardage edge they were just coming up a little short and then vanderbilt blew them out in the second half but i think this will be a much improved hawaii team and Vanderbilt, huge double-digit favorite i have a little bit of questions about that because that's not really you know they're the team that's built on being the underdog how about Sunday, September 3rd, LSU 2.5 against Florida State in Orlando? I'm going to go with Florida State in that one. Uh, this is a loaded Florida State team this year. Uh, when, If you look at my unit rankings in the front of the magazine, Florida State's offense and defense actually ranks in my top units in all seven categories. Now, that's not a surprise, but they rank in my top 15 in all seven categories. That is a surprise. They not only have... Uh, 17 returning starters. They added in a bunch of transfers again, like Western Michigan's Braden Fisk on the, the pass rusher up front. They added Virginia's top cornerback, Fentrell Cypress. They added Jaheim Bell at tight end from uh, South Carolina. They added Keon Coleman, Michigan State's leading receiver, who left after spring practice at Michigan State. They upgraded the offensive line. And uh, I think Florida State, they won last year, and that was in Louisiana. This one's in Florida. And they, they had a pretty good crowd last year. So I, I, I'm going to go with Florida State. I had Florida State a three-point favorite in the game. I've been talking to you since the early 2000s. It's always a pleasure. Tell people how you get the how to get the magazine and tell people where we can find your work, please. 
Yeah, and I appreciate you having me on in the early years of the magazine, Polly. I really do. And then uh, the magazine this year, it's a little different. It's only available at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million. And, of course, they're in Vegas at Gambler's Bookshop. But uh, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Gambler's Bookshop are the only brick-and-mortar places to get it. And you better get them before they sell out because they're, they're, they're sold out at one point, restocked, but there's no more to restock. We only printed so many. And you can also go to philsteel.com. i got daily blogs each and every day. And when you order the magazine on philsteel.com you get the hard copy and i'm going to charge you a shipping charge because it costs to ship things but i also give you the digital magazine absolutely free and the digital magazine's updated all the way through september so example you click to the northwestern page uh we list david braun as the uh, head coach of northwestern not pat fitzgerald Mm -hmm. so you can go uh, barnes and noble books a million gamblers book club or philsteel.com thank you very much i appreciate it good luck sir a lot of fun a lot of fun talking football with you guys this morning. You got it. Great it job awesome, on Phil. the magazine. Beautiful. Rapid fire. That was awesome. My favorite Phil Steele story is the one year he hit 75% against the spread, and I picked the games. He was unbelievable. Like he, he, he was going in fresh when he, he was going, going, going in fresh. I picked the marquee games, what I thought were the marquee games that week, and he crushed it every five picks a week. Good tweet uh, from Trip. He points out that DraftKings has a make-the-title-game market for conferences. Just make the title game. Grabbed Oklahoma State 15-1 to and UCF 14-1 to for the Big 12. So, I mean, that you're because if you bet Oklahoma State to win it, it's a 40-1 to shot. They're going to be a huge yeah. dog. Yeah. But yeah. just to get there is 15-1. to And there's Not no division, bad. obviously. Not so. bad. Wow, he was all in on Wisconsin, too. Oh, boy, Every time. which way but loose. Every which way. Over Playoff the, team potential. Wow. Win the conference. Win the West. Over the win total. Yeah. Mike Palm is the VP of Circa Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas. He was tickled pink last week, but he is down in the dumps this morning after a result from last night. He'll explain why coming up here and follow the money. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.